Bueller, 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 Bueller. Good morning. Tip, tip of the cap to tip of the tip. Be- cat, just the cat, just cats. Cats, tip. cats, the cats. Tip. Tip of the cap. Terry Wilson. He's gonna throw. Conrad. Touchdown, Kentucky. Touchdown, Kentucky. <laughs> Victory, Kentucky. Like, give your fans what they want, you dinguses. She probably smokes marijuana. Bad, bad girl. They, his buggers over here. Back outside. This is the point where he always hits it. Oh! Aaron Harrison beyond belief. We did it. We beat those British. We bastards. beat the British. Suck it, Cornwallis. Ten kids. You're basically pregnant for 20 years. Pregnant or breastfeed. Just wild. Like that sounds exhausting. Potheads. What an adorable. What an adorable bunch of people. Woodson from the gun. Play fake. Step it up. He's throwing deep down the near sideline. He's got Johnson. 20, 10, 5, touchdown, Kentucky. Jesus, Rash, get it together. It's game day. Come on. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Welcome in to Kentucky Roll Call, Monday, October 10th. Roll Call. I'm Nick Roush with Justin Kalen here on the Big X Sports Radio, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. No TJ Walker today. No happy times after Kentucky's 24-14 loss to South Carolina on Saturday. We'll talk on Monday about it on the Thornton's text line. Get your messages in, 502 502- 414-1450, you send it in, we read it, uh, but before we get to all of that and all of the sadness that will surround us and consume us throughout Monday's show, gotta wish uh, my main man Justin Kalen, the Scooter Dingus, happy, uh, happy Columbus Day. Oh, I thought you were going to go with happy birthday week because it is officially my birthday week, so we're celebrating all so week. what are you, like a tw- uh, 20-year-old girl? Yeah. Having your own birthday week? Who cares about Columbus Day when it's your birthday week, baby? Well... It's also Indigenous Peoples Day. Oh, Happy oh, Indigenous yeah. Peoples Day. You got to call it that. I well, forgot. Well, which one are we celebrating? You got to we both in, indig- one? Indigenous people. So suck it, Columbus. Yeah. Wow. He was not the first one here. Uh, shout out to Vespucci. That's right. A medical Vespucci. <laughs> Even though I don't think he was technically the first one, but he got to name it. I don't know how that worked out. Things are a little cloudy in my. 13th. They're, they're, it'd be 15th century. They're cloudy in the history books, too, for what it's worth. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, how was your weekend, Justin? It was good. It was, um, uh, I didn't really do much, for being honest. I was, I was pretty lazy this weekend. I did work yesterday, but I worked five hours. So, and I really only worked like two of those because I spent the rest of the time watching the Steelers Bills game. Which, oh, oof. why did you do that? Yeah, I should have. I did should've like uh, Kenny Pickett trying to fight some guy that, that, <laughs> I don't think he sacked him. I think he just hit him after he got rid of the ball, but I love that. Old Kenny. Like, we suck. Like, we can't beat you, so we're going to fight you. Like, those are my that, – that, that's my kind of – Well, that's one of those games. If they, win, if they went in thinking they could win, that's just ignorance on their part. <laughs> we're being completely honest. Oh, man. Steelers, they stink. But, hey, you could – I guess it's better to just so be so bad that you don't expect to win than to, like, think that you should win and then to blow it like the Bengals did last night. Mm-hmm. Did you see? Did you watch that game, Justin? I watched up until about midway through the third quarter. So, 
Fourth quarter happens, and they're um, at one point they get down to fourth and two at the goal line, right? And they're like, okay, we're gonna go for it. So what does Zach Taylor draw up? Draws up a shovel pass. <laughs> like it just doesn't it doesn't work very often. It doesn't work very often at all. No. Well, it, I mean, it did not in that instance. It's either. like in the Steelers game. What was it? It was early in that game. Steelers had like a third and twelve, and they freaking ran the ball. Like, what are we? What are we doing? Well, that's different. Bad, I, play, bad play calling is always going to be a thing. It, I mean, running it on third and twelve, people think it's like cowardice, and you can call it what it is. But also, not running it on third and twelve is the reason why Kentucky didn't have its quarterback last week. Like, there, there's time and place where it's just like, all right, just run it, live, didn't die another day. Try to throw it, third and one gets all mess, sack, dislocated finger, messed up foot, one loss turned into two. Normally we kind of piddle fart around for a little bit, scoots. I'm down to piddle fart around. Went to monster trucks yesterday. That was cool. Yeah. How did Duke enjoy it? Yeah, yeah. We were. I was actually a little worried initially because he was he wasn't really responsive initially. Like he was just so in awe. His he was just <laughs> like it was like a stunned silence. How loud is it? Is it one of those things where they have to wear like earmuffs? He yeah, he definitely has to. We did not. Like it wasn't that bad. Like and it wasn't like a constant either. You know, when they aren't they're parking those bad boys and it's like one at a time will come up. But they are pretty loud. Like they had one that was kind of like a hot rod with mm-hmm. the um what do you even call it when they, it looks like they have the exhaust, not the exhaust coming out of the top of the engine, but it's like the box coming out of the front, mm-hmm. you know? They had one of those that was really loud. I think it was like six or seven. Um, and was, it was cool, man. Was I had, Gravedigger there? So Gravedigger's on the other circuit. Mm. He's on the, I believe, the Monster Jam circuit. Oh, yeah, you're you're from the south end. You went to the cheap circuit. <laughs> no, this was <laughs> – it was kind of cool, though, because they did um, – they called it like a glow party, so it was a lot of like neon lights, and it was dark out, and they had the trucks have like they were they were all lined in neon as well. Um, so it was pretty cool. But they did it at the Yum Center, and so instead of having like a dirt track that you're racing around like they will for the big Monster Jam, this one was we're just going to be on the concrete. We're going to do donuts. We're going to do wheelies. We're going to do jumps, uh, and they even had like a motocross like after the intermission. Sweet. So I I hadn't been to monster trucks like I I don't even remember it I was so young totally totally had like I I knew what was to come except for the dinosaur that eats the cars what yeah yeah that was awesome nice little added bonus oh yeah they bring out it's like a trailer and you're like what's this and then all of a sudden it like transforms and this dinosaur comes out he can breathe fire and he's got these. Uh, like claw-like hands that can pick up a car and just chow down on it. Hmm. So much fun. And then after he like rips this car in half and eats it, he he burped and then like blew flames out. <laughs> so cool. <laughs> so cool. So it was it was it was a fun time. Um, Many people are asking, did you have more fun than Duke? I don't know if it was more fun, but it was it was a good amount of just uh, family fun, right? Like it was two hour show. You know, got to have a beer, just kind of sit back and like, you know, I I definitely got some dad points and some man points <laughs> watching these monster trucks. So uh, there was also one moment too where 
the, the they saved the best for last the, the freestyle and we almost had one uh monster truck uh going its side and it just barely recovered Ooh. so cool so no baby still no baby still no baby we bigfoot did not scare the baby out of my wife so that's good it's good we uh Got a feeling it'll end up being um, the 13th. Her due date's uh, Wednesday. I have a feeling it'll be the day after. So that way we'll have an April Fool's kid and then a Friday the 13th kid. On My a, grandpa's on birthday. Oh. oh, wait. Is yours Friday? Mine's the 15th. Saturday. Saturday. Got to get this baby out before Saturday. <laughs> Can't have that. <laughs> Which, al- by the way, you'll always think of me. I know, we, we brought this up earlier about you going to the Krogue for a game. Yeah. And you scoffed at the thought of going to the Mississippi State game. That's going to be a top. That's a top twenty-five game on your birthday, and you're just like, ah, ah Georgia or nothing. If if TJ was here, he'd do you one better. So I was talking to my stepdad this weekend, who is a Kentucky fan, but ironically enough, his neighbor is a Michigan fan. So they were in Bloomington for mm-hmm. that Indiana Michigan game, yeah. which it was his first time to ever to an Indiana game. So I asked him, I was like, you ever been to a Kentucky game? And he was like, no, only Louisville and now Indiana. I was like, wait, you're a Kentucky fan and you've only ever been to Louisville and Kentucky game or Louisville and Indiana games? And he was like, yeah. I was like, well, I got to get you to a game. And so I hit up TJ. His, his birthday is November 11th. Vandy and Kentucky play on November 12th. So I was like, that's perfect. So I hit up TJ. I was like, hey, if you're not going to that game, you should let me buy your tickets on the cheap because it's the day after my stepdad's birthday. He's never been to a game, yada, yada. And TJ goes, you didn't want to go to the Mississippi State or the South Carolina game. Those weren't quality opponents enough for you, but you want to go to Vandy. I, mean, <laughs> I was like, no, I don't really want to go to Vandy, but that's just what works out uh, timeline-wise. Uh, how are you? Uh, th- so I get the Kentucky fans that, don't ever see the basketball games, right? Like they'll they'll go a long time without ever seeing a Kentucky basketball game. Tickets are, um, you know, a little bit harder to come by. It's not like it used to be as far as availability, but you know they can be a little bit pricier. It's you can't like really make a whole day out of a Kentucky, you know, especially if you're working. It's a weeknight game. They can be tough. I can understand that, but he's he's made it his whole life as a Kentucky yeah. football fan. And he's never been to Commonwealth Stadium slash Kroger Field? Almost in his 60s. Never been. Jeez. It was a beautiful night at the Kroger Saturday. Just real crisp in the air, fall. Mm-hmm. Not really that cold, but like cold enough to where you had uh, some women like draped around in blankets and mm-hmm. others, you know, and like men just like being manly men. Yeah, it was very similar to high school football on Friday. That that was beautiful as well. Yeah, well, I guess that was the only TJ's only team that got a win. St. X beating Manuel. Ooh, imagine if Manuel would have beat St. X. Would have been a TJ might be out all week. How the hell? <laughs> and the, the Packers also lost in similar fashion to Kentucky, where it's like, oh, you just go three and out real quick, and then the other team has the ball for the entire second half. <laughs> I'm disappointed to say I did not watch that game. This that's what was that the third game overseas now? Second. Only the it was second. only the second. Okay, first yeah. time two two over five hundred teams had ever met in uh, on foreign soil. That's because they send the Jags over every yeah, they year. Send all, they always <laughs> send all the bad teams. Yeah. But yeah, I I didn't watch. I haven't watched either of those morning games. I completely blanked on both of them. 
Oh, and Scoots, nobody cares about our fantasy teams, but I did the thing where I woke up early, rearranged my fantasy stuff, and then uh, forgot to put a kick. Like I, I added a kicker, forgot to put him in. Oh, nice. which by the way, can't I just add a kicker for Monday Night Football? If one's available, but I doubt it. Who's playing the Chiefs and? Oh God, why didn't I think of this yesterday? I don't think you can. I think if you add them now, it won't let you. Huh. I'll have to investigate. But I added Mason Crosby. Would have won the game, and I just forgot to. Like I just didn't put him in. What a doofus. Yeah, real, real doofus material kind of stuff. Um, so it was, uh, it was tough. It was really tough. But uh, God, this weekend just. Scoots, Kentucky had no business losing. No. They had no business losing. Regardless of the quarterback situation, yeah. Right. like that, And we even said it going into the game. Like There was, was not going to be making excuses. And I'm not going to. I'm absolutely not going to today. It, Kentucky did not lose this game because their backup quarterback came in and played horribly. Would it be different if they had Will Loves? Of course. But they just played bad football all around. Mm-hmm. And we talked about it on Friday. I guess, so let's just kind of rewind. I found out Will Levis wasn't going to be like playing with 100% certainty around, I don't know, 10.30 Friday night. A little bit before thanks, Chris. Thanks for saving my bank account. Well, I mean... <laughs> I wasn't going to. No, tell I you. did. I did read your article that you wrote, and it you put only two percent chance to see him. So I stayed away. Yeah. Okay. Glad you. Glad you did. <laughs> um, the under though that was that was tasty. It was very tasty. But I I just didn't. Even when I found out he wasn't going to play, Kentucky was doing a like Chris Lowe, like he's trying really hard. He's getting better every day. Like it, it was a little tongue in cheek. They said he was a game time decision. That was a lie. Like he was not a game time decision. He never warmed up. Like there was no. He he was not. They were they were lying to us. They were pulling one over on us. Uh, he never dressed for warm ups or anything. Like he was just he was never going to play. So Kentucky decides in their infinite wisdom, what are we going to do? We're going to give the other team seven points, dig ourselves a hole before we even start the game. Yeah, might as well. Yeah, I mean, what else you got to do? And I loved the – so, like, somebody around the program told Matt, like, oh, they got some real creative play calling. Like, you're going to love what you're seeing here. And the thing is, is like I, I've seen the stuff where like people are at practice, they love the they they were doing some some fun stuff with Kai Sharon, the Kai Sharon package. Well, it was a double reverse that Chris Rodriguez, like what do you, Chris? Uh, Rich Gangarello, that was a dumb play call. Very dumb. We'll just hand the damn ball off to Chris Rodriguez. But even if you do call it, as he said, there was like two or three different times where they could have just not done what they did. And Chris, it's almost comedic, Justin, because if you watch the replay, he doesn't even like pay any attention to what's happening. He just like gets the ball and just like throws it in the air. Like there's no <laughs> it doesn't even like the there might have been a hole to Barry on Brown, but I don't even think he was looking at Barry on Brown. He just like it was like I gave him a hot potato. And South Carolina blows it up. 
Easy play. See it coming. They recover the ball at the two-yard line, score on the next play. But then Kentucky effectively shuts them down the rest of the half. Oh, aside from letting a punt get blocked on the second possession. Mm-hmm. Hey, Justin, you'll never believe this, but the best punt block team in America tried to block a punt. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I'm so shocked. What a surprise. If you're sensing the sarcasm, that is a theme here, the lack of preparedness. Stoops called it competitive intensity. It was a lack of detailed disciplined execution. That's that's really just go make football plays. Mm-hmm. And I, I I'm surprised nobody uh, from the you know maybe it's because I, I I completely got offline yesterday. One can make the argument that it was Will Levis and a bunch of dudes. You can you make the same joke that we made that Booger McFarland said about Lamar Jackson and a bunch of dudes. But the thing is, it's not. You can't really. The defense held South Carolina to 90 total yards in the first half. The only points they scored were that seven. 90 total yards and forced two turnovers. They they bailed out the Kentucky special teams um, with the Deion Walker got in and stripped the ball loose on Spencer Rattler. Deep in their own territory. Kentucky went down. Field goal attempt. Doink. You get this great long drive put together. Mm-hmm. You get another stop. Oh, another great drive. Chris Rodriguez almost surpasses 100 yards. Yeah, let's just go back. You hit that field goal, you're up 10-7. It's I mean, very you, similar to last week. Well, in, in Scoots, the I know last week there was a, oh, you, you hit those, you win the game. Like If you're up 10-7 at half, that, that is a much different football game mm-hmm. instead of tied 7-7. Much different football game. But you've got guy like, like that, that was a great play on the fake toss sweep. You got Jordan Dingle wide open, touchdown pass Kai Sharon. Like there was some belief there. Mm-hmm. And then um, the defense, they Kentucky's asked so much of them, and finally it uh, when the levy breaks, it just it eh, does not end well. And it did not end well for Kentucky on Saturday. South Carolina converted a bunch of third and longs. It was a third and nine. They gained 14. Uh, third and seven. They gained 22. There was just some back-breaking third downs that wore out the Kentucky defense. Um, South Carolina, they had in, in the third quarter, oh, their first two drives of the third quarter, uh, they went 75 yards for a touchdown in six plays. And then 70 yards in 14 plays. Took up more than nine minutes on those two drives, and that was the football game. There was that completely sucked the air out of that stadium. And without Will Levis, there was no belief that Kentucky could overcome a 10-point deficit. If you have to blame one side of the ball or the other for the loss, where are you going? Sounds like defense. No, and I'm not even necessarily going to blame. Like, that's where the game was lost. But the offense left points off the board and put the defense in a hole like that that those backbreaking third downs probably don't happen until like I don't know maybe the last drive if you don't back them up in their own territory to start the game I mean it was an all systems failure you can also credit the offense too like after that long touchdown drive what does the offense do one first down punt and then when they get the ball back eight plays 27 yards 
five minutes. Like they took up five minutes to just eight plays and go nowhere. Little sense of urgency. Think Rodriguez only got the ball a handful of times in the second half because they were down. Just like See, that. That's what doesn't make sense to me though, is because that's what was working in the first time. I mean, it wasn't there wasn't a whole lot working for Kentucky, but when there was positive plays, it was Chris Rodriguez every time. Yeah, it was effective. Um, let's see. Uh, like I understand trying to save clock and all that, but ultimately, at the end of the day, you have to move the football. And you know what they did, uh, Scoots? So here's Kentucky when they go down seven. Pass, Kai Sharon sacked. Kai Paris, uh, Kai Paris. <laughs> Kai Sharon passed 27 yard gain. Tavion Robinson, okay. All right, things are going well. Oh, we're still going to keep throwing the ball. Sharon sacked. Rodriguez rush left, scramble, and then punt. So you get the ball back down seven, and you don't just hand the ball to Chris Rodriguez. Like, yeah, we're, we're using a backup quarterback, and we're going to opt to throw three times in a row to start that drive. Sacked twice. That's crazy. Sack six times. Oh, yeah, so really throw five times if you count the two sacks. I mean. Five out of six plays we're, we're, run, or we're throwing with a backup quarterback. Yep. And then they uh, just keep digging their hole. It was, uh, it was a rough night. It was a rough night. It was an all-systems failure. As Mark Stoops said after the game, uh, like Sharon actually wasn't that bad. No. But his first throw down the field, Dinky, catch the ball. In the first half, you get the ball, tie ball game, five minutes left. You can go milk the clock, go – Go up at score before halftime. Third down, he puts it right on the money to Barry on Brown. Kentucky picks up the blitz, main coverage, skips off Barry's hands. It could be a seven. I mean, like he had a break one tackle and it's a touchdown. There was nobody in front of him, nothing but green grass. The tackling, the tackling got real bad in the second half too. Mm-hmm. It was one of Kentucky's worst tackling nights. It really was. I I think the 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 part that's the most disappointing part of this, Scoots, when handicapped this season, I just – I did not know this team had this kind of a loss in them. You can see the losses like Ole Miss, right, where self-inflicted mistakes, you, you, you lose when you have a chance to win at the end. But to lose like this and to just be bad, it, it – it, Whew. Didn't know they had this in them. Didn't know they had this in them. It was a stinker, a clunker of all clunkers. And you have some of these, but you you can't let this happen to this team with Shane Beamer in his stupid sunglasses. Like, you let that guy come in and do the sunglass thing. They aren't a very good football team. And you got your ass kicked by them. One of the worst losses of the Mark Stoops era. Definitely, I, I think it's, you know, uh, I, I had a poll trying to compare it. People, prisoners of the moment, are bad at it. There are worse losses. Vaney in 2015, they let a dude not get covered twice. That would, that would send him what to was the record game. in 15? That, that's, that's their sixth win. They're going to a bowl game. All oh, they have okay. to do is win at Vandy. And they let him score not once but twice on like the hidden receiver by the sideline play. 
awful, awful loss. The Florida one too, where you left guys uncovered twice and you could have snapped the streak in 2019. That was, or no, that was 17. Maybe that's why people didn't pick that in the poll. I probably got the year wrong. It was late <laughs> at night. But this one's the one that, I mean, I, whew. you could lose that game with the backup quarterback, Justin, but who? I, I think it would have to be this one. I mean, you you look at this team before this game, going into this game, you still got people saying, okay, looking at the rest of the schedule, we've got a loss at Georgia. So, oh, we could still go 10-2. and two. Now it's complete wheels have fallen off. Seven and five, eight and four is the absolute best we can do, is what I've seen. From one loss. One loss, we're dropping two or three games. It just completely changes your perspective. And it I does, think yeah. The worst part about all of this is you're looking down the barrel of potentially just not winning a football game for a month. Um, Levis says he's going to play next week. Stoops is like, I don't know. It's still day to day. You can't believe anything they say about that stuff right now. If he doesn't play, you definitely ain't got a chance against Mississippi State. Then you get a bye. Then you go to Tennessee. They might just kick your teeth in, score 50 points. Got no faith in them to win that game. You have to be able to score points to beat Tennessee. Kentucky can't score points right now. So it's a nightmare. It's a disaster. And we're going to get to a break. And on the other side, I'm going to tell you how we got to this point. Um, because it's, it sucks. It sucks. It's making us reevaluate how we think about this Kentucky football team. And uh, no excuses, though. They have to be better. I can't understand it. Can't understand how you can play that bad. We'll try to make more sense of it on the other side. Get your text in the Thornton's text line. 502-414-1450 and stop by Thornton's today. Grab yourself a cup of coffee. Eat some donuts, you know. Life's short. Might as well live it. <laughs> Eat away your pains. This is Kentucky Roll Call. Because everybody hurts. To comfort in I'm looking for Kentucky Roll Call. What do you know about Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush? Kentucky Roll Call back in action. Nick Roush, Justin Kalen. Roll Call. Sad Monday here on the Big Exports Radio. Cheer up. Cheer up and, uh, Stop on by Salsaritas today. That'll help cheer <laughs> you up for sure. Oh, that melting queso. Mm-hmm. Some marinated meats. Man, that's um, definitely going to have to... The one in St. Matthew's is not... It's a stone's throw away from hospitals, so that might have to be nice. a... Oh, honey, you want some Salsaritas? Hit them up. Some they wildly might, addictive chips back. They might cater the baby delivery. They do. You they, can get the doctors and nurses involved, too. They'll love you forever. I mean, and that's the thing too with Salsaritas, no job too big or too small. That During the pandemic, they would just cater for like entire hospitals. It's like, how do you, f- you fed an entire hospital? It's like, yeah, we got this. No problem. Yep. Just download the app. You can order your catering there. You can give them a call. 
Wonder what is the biggest catering order they've ever done, people-wise. Probably some loaves and fishes type stuff, I would imagine. Except instead of loaves and fishes, it's tortilla chips and queso. <laughs> Tacos, beef, steak, chicken, quesadillas. Mm. Whatever you want, they got it. Two locations, one on Hubbard's Lane, St. Matthews. One in Middletown, Shelby Road. Stop by Salsaritas today. Scoots, I, I, I think... You know, uh, I think I'm gonna go morbid here for a minute. Now I want to know how we got to this point. Yeah, it's um, it's not great. If we just take a step back, right? Look at this thing from ten thousand feet. Kentucky reached a level of success under Mark Stoops by playing hard nosed defense, stopping the run, and running the damn ball. They did it behind an offensive line, and when all else failed, you could always go back to old reliable. Mark Stoops realized, you know what, we can't, there's only so much we can do, right? We've got to take it to the next level. Went out and got Liam Cohen, offensive coordinator. He found Will Levis. All of a sudden you see, oh, there's a passing offense here. Wanda Robinson comes back, breaks a bunch of records. It's pretty, pretty swell. Pretty great. Well, why, why, why is the radio station shaking, Justin? It's been that. So there's a, like a factory beside us. Uh-huh. For whatever reason, the last week, all their activities over there are super loud. I, I noticed it on Friday when I was here. I literally walked around back of the station to make sure that there wasn't like a crane knocking this building down. Yeah. Okay. It's, it's loud. I, was, I, thought, I thought the, thought like the dump, station was coming down. I think they're like dumping a bunch of rocks and slamming equipment. And, there is yeah. construction not too far away mm-hmm. right now, so maybe that's it. Um, I digress. Apologies for getting distracted. <laughs> so Kentucky, they they invest in this offensive transformation. It pays off. And it pays off well. But they seemingly neglected what had gotten them to this point. And some of it is just due to an unfortunate set of circumstances, right? Like John Sharman who now has his name on the Troy offensive line room. Very cool gesture. Neil Brown um, donated some money to it. John Summer will help make it happen. Very cool. Very cool gesture down at Troy. Did he did he play at Troy or something? He coached at Troy before he came to UK. Oh, okay. Um, but it's just kind of cool. Like These old Kentucky guys are helping – Salute him at his other stop, which was at Troy. He was there five, six years. But during that time, it's, I'm sure it was probably difficult to recruit. Um, the uncertainty with his future. And then you add in, I mean, they actually, the guys they did recruit decently, didn't get a lot of experience last year. Didn't get any at all. Didn't develop the same way that many previous John Sharman players had developed. And what was once a strength in your team is now a weakness. Your ide- their identity is gone. And this year's team identity is all in one person. When adversity struck on Saturday, they all turned to Will Levis, and there was no Will Levis. They could not turn to the big blue wall. They did not have 
Drake Jackson down in there kicking their asses for not being on top of their stuff. They didn't. It was all. Oh, wait, we don't have Will. Will. Oh, shucks. In, in my wildest dreams, Justin, I think the reason why I was picking and projecting this to be a big year is that, A, I thought, okay, I, I didn't think the offensive line could be this bad. Six sacks surrendered on Saturday. Probably the most in college football. I haven't looked it up. But a, a couple of them were garbage time. But like I just mentioned, huge drive in the third quarter and they gave up two. But... In the reason why I was so optimistic for the season is because I thought that there would become a time where the convergence of the old Kentucky and the new Kentucky would just create the perfect recipe for success. Well, that was this year. Maybe it was actually last year. And... Sadly, I'm I'm very worried that the ten two Sugar Bowl season was a loss in the Tennessee game. Maybe I'm being morbid, maybe I'm being overly dramatic, but these opportunities they're rare. Mm-hmm. And I just I just don't know when Kentucky's gonna get one back because the chance for a special season that you thought you might have with this team you can still control your own destiny, you know, but probably not happening. I mean, nine and three still on the table. Nine and three is a special season. Yes, it will. And, and it's, but it's 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 not going to be easy. Mm-hmm. You got to beat some good teams. I mean, even now, even eight and four, and that's it's not as special, but that's still a great season. But when you have expectations going in of ten wins, eight just. Seems like mm. so much less. It's really, really not need need eight mm-hmm. for some wagers that I might have made. <laughs> <sighs> that could be rough, but <laughs> so there it, it is salvageable, salvageable to a degree, and but we we've reached the part where you know all these uh, hacks that have me on their shows all across the south and. Always got to add a, a basketball question. They always do that. It drives me insane. Like it just, Next you, time you should just hit them with, we're not a basketball I mean, sport. like uh, this one dude, <laughs> he even like, <laughs> like he's just such a hack. God. He kisses my ass though every time I come on just to like try to keep me coming back. And it's like, whatever, dude. I'm, I'll be nice. I'll play nice. But the, like a lot of, and this was the talk going into last year uh, about Kentucky being this great job because expectations aren't as high. Like, no, the expectations were high this year, and people have every right to be disappointed. You think that's the case from a national perspective too, or just a local perspective? It's just, it's just local, yeah. I mean, because here's the thing: if Kentucky does go eight and four, and they play in the Vegas Bowl, it'll still be a pretty awesome season. Like, hey, if you all want, if you want some silver linings. Kentucky could play a bowl game in Las Vegas this year, okay? So, like, that 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 much better than mayonnaise in Charlotte, okay? <laughs> so, Vegas Bowl is on the table. Still could have a fun trip at hand. But in order to do that, you still have to win some very difficult football games against Mississippi State and against Tennessee. I think this team can be that good. 
they showed they're more than capable enough. But as Luckett just oh, if you all haven't watched Luckett rant on our rapid reactions about the offense, it's so funny because it's like just go score points. You should be better than this. Rich Gangarello needs to be better than this. Pretty point blank period. Be better. Score points. You have this future first-round draft pick is averaging 10 yards pass, and you can't score more than 20 points on offense. Haven't scored more than 20 points on offense in an SEC game this year. What the hell? I mean, you only played three, and one of them was out without C-Rod. And one of them was out without Will Levis. But you yeah. got to figure it out. Like, you, it's college football. Score more than 20 points. You have to do that to win games. The defense, yes, the damn broke, but – Take away that stupid turnover. They held South Carolina to 17 points offensively. That should be enough to win. That should be enough to win. You have to be better offense. You have to score points in college football. This isn't the NFL. The most pro style, you're limited possessions, but you just you have to score more points to win football games in college football. Right now, Kentucky's in a bad place, in a really bad place. But, Scoots, as you said, there's some stuff still on the table. You got to win Saturday. Is, has there been a bigger game for the overall complexion of the season versus this game against Mississippi State in the Stoops era? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, and that's the thing. Stakes change from week to week and perception and all just, that. just feels like but, such a big game. And it is. No, it, it certainly is. And – if you're, I also don't want you, listener out there, who might be too mad to just already write this game off because you watch Mississippi State uh, curb stomp Arkansas at home. Mississippi State is such a wild, high-variance team. Like, when they're on, they're freaking on, and they'll beat you by 50. And when they're off, that LSU game, it was a tight game. They muff a punt, and then it was by 21. Like, it's it, when things go bad for Mississippi State, they go downhill in a hurry. Uh, it happened the last time they were at Kroger Field. So you picked them off like seven times. Well, why? Well, uh, their other quarterback, I forget, now I can't even remember his name. KJ Costello threw like four picks, and Will Rogers came in and threw two more. I mean, it's a high variance team. They can go all over the place. So, like, it's possible. It's out there. However, however, Really worried about this offense against that defense. There's going to be a lot of blitzing, a lot of different looks. Worried about Will Levis. Be healthy. Come back. Save us, Will. You're our only hope. Text into the Thorns text line, 502-414-1450. I don't um, know if we have any room left, if we're being honest. Uh, we've got room. We're <laughs> there gonna, are so many texts. We're going to get to them all, <laughs> and we're going to start in this hour. But we also got to talk um, some Kentucky basketball. Um, it was a pro day yesterday. Surprise! Nice. Pro day. Really just, I mean, and I'm not joking about surprise. It wasn't like it just snuck up on this football guy because I forgot about it. No, they like didn't put it on TV or anything. Hmm. So they, they surprised us with it, but we'll, we'll get to that in hour number two. Thornton's text on 502-414-1450. Classic TJ. You've been sitting in theaters with your nasty feet out. Stinking the whole theater up and embarrassing people you were with for years. But when you go to the movies with your friend and he gets scared at a scary movie, that's where TJ draws a line. Classic. Love you, TJ. 
<sighs> Jesus. Uh, another text says, Cal would get crushed for handling it this way. Funny how it works. I mean, for, did, are, are we crushing soups? I think we I are. Don't, I don't know that he ever got crushed. Not not at least the way Cal did with the whole Shaden Sharp situation. Yeah. Which is weird because if you think about it in the grand scheme of things, Will Levis is way more important of a player to the football team than Sharp ever was for the basketball team. Yeah, and there is a um, – like we have to tolerate a certain amount of bullcrap from coaches because they don't want the other teams to know. Mm-hmm. Um, but Kentucky fans in particular just got really annoyed with the way Cal did it. And – I I was one who felt like many that Cal knew it annoyed us and just kept doing it. Like Stoops, he did the he he, he changes his way of bullcrapping his way out of it. Right, um, he did the wheel C for a while. Like he ha- he at least and this is me not making excuses. This is me trying to uh, explain why Cal gets a lot of crap. And Stoops didn't necessarily get a lot of crap for dangling that carrot out in front of us for a while. Because, like, coaches do this, and we have to tolerate it as a fan base to a degree. We got we got a little short-tempered with that. Uh, haven't seen him. Maybe more than we should have. Now Stoops has changed up his strategy. And the part that is kind of annoying me is that, you know, I'm always honest with you guys. If they're out, they're out. Like, no, you're not. Like you, you're yeah. saying that lie, and then you're just going and then saying, "Oh, Jacquez is doubtful." He, like, okay, you're that's that's as far as you'll go. You'll say he's doubtful when he's definitely not playing. Come on. Yeah, I mean, he does need to go about it a, a different way. Like the way he, especially that clip we played Thursday or Friday, where he was where, being combative. Like, yeah, yeah like, if on, I have what anybody, do you expect? if I have anybody out, I'll let you know. I don't have anybody out. Well, I mean, that's just a bold-faced lie. Well, it's the same g- thing as Cal, though. Like, he's definitely seen Shaden Sharp. Like, I don't know why the the lying just... Well, and, and we've got... The part is... The, the, the annoying part is that it's like Stoops. Like, he's got to ask, right? Like, you you have to ask if that person's hurt or not. That's, that's our job. But you can go about it in a vague way. Like, yeah, I've got some guys out, and you don't have to name those guys. Just let us know you have a few guys out. Everybody knew there was a few guys out for Kentucky this week. Yeah, and also coaches freaking out over I mean, they, they exaggerate, too, the impact of a player being out or not. You think South Carolina was exclusively preparing for Will Levis, and all of a sudden he's not in, and like, <gasps> defensive game plans all right. change. Like, no. They're preparing for that stuff. Ugh, it just annoys the hell out of me. Oh, if if I'm going to be annoyed with anything, like I just can't, I can't take like Rich Scangarello. I'm not believing one word he says from here on out. <laughs> so he's just been almost exclusively a sunshine pumper. Can't, so can't trust a guy who wears pajamas on the sidelines. Is that what people were saying? I mean, that's what I'm saying. You ever you see how he dresses on the sidelines? It's like sweats. It looks so comfortable. Yeah, like those swishy sweatpants and then like a long t-shirt. Didn't compare him to pajamas. But <laughs> That's what I wear to bed anyways. 
But yeah, like a lot of the stuff he'd say on Tuesday. I guess the running game did come along a little bit, but definitely in the in my bullcrap meter, I can I'm I'm getting better at deciphering it, and he's he's certainly got plenty of it. Right, Stoops now. coaching shows tonight, right? Yep, that'll, six o'clock. That'll be electric. That would be electric. Robert texted. Finally, a topic, a topic and interest in on the show. Halo, TJ, grab the sticks and let's play on the line sometime. Really, Robert? You're a Kentucky fan. That's that's what gets your attention. This is, this is from Halo. the Friday show, though. Yeah, but he says, and finally, an interesting topic on the show. This is more of a Gears of War guy, anyway. <laughs> Third person shooter, much more fun. KRC for the Nashville game. Got to look at it from a different perspective. I'm from Western Kentucky, and having the game in Nashville is fantastic for us. That is the same day. That is the same day trip for most in this part of the state. The only time we ever get something like this is when UK travels play Vandy. Now we get the drive. Uh, one and a half hours potentially see one of the biggest games of the year, and that's talking about the Gonzaga game. Yeah, mm-hmm. but you get the SEC tournament too, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I mean, there's just something about Gonzaga. If you got an opportunity to see Kentucky Gonzaga, well, yeah, predominantly but, top five, ten teams but, every year. Also, they play at Vanderbilt every single year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but every single year you can watch the Kentucky basketball team play. Basketball that's, in Nashville. That's not Gonzaga, though. I know. Vanderbilt what I'm does saying, nothing. though, Justin, if you're going to do a neutral, just do it in Louisville. Do it at the Yum Center. Make it your home court. Do it in Cincinnati. That'd do it be, for the Northern Kentucky I mean, people. If like, they're if they're from Western and it's an hour and a half drive to Nashville, it's an hour and a half drive to Louisville too, for what it's worth. <laughs> that's what I mean. Like it. Yeah, that that's where it just feels. Um, it's just where it feels weird. Another texture says, I "Kind of feel like we're getting a John Wall appearance at Madness." Yeah. I don't think so because he's he's playing basketball. Right is he? Now. Is he actually going to play this year? Yeah. Because last year he got forty four point three million to sit on his butt. So you haven't kept up with what John Wall's offseason's been like? Have no. You? you wouldn't be saying that then. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was talking okay. about like being suicidal and stuff. Oh shoot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I missed all that. <laughs> Jeez. Well, ain't like they they wouldn't let him play last year either. Like he got paid forty four million, but like he wanted to play and they wouldn't let him okay. because they wanted to tank. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Kind of a messed up situation. I mean, an old John Wall, that's not going to help you tank? <laughs> Seriously? <laughs> <laughs> um, but I do think, uh, so uh, Big Blue Madness is, Big Blue Madness, that's not this weekend, is it? Should be. Indiana just had their Hoosier hysteria this past so week. it's probably the 16th. I mean, the thing is, is they're in preseason, but, you know, they're not playing this this weekend. They aren't playing this weekend, so there's a chance. It is – what day is that? It's going to be – on a Sunday, right? It used to be on Fridays. No, it's 14th, yeah. Oh, it's it is on Friday, okay. So, yeah, maybe maybe, maybe this Texas on to something. They've been doing a lot of John Wall dance stuff. John Wall is on like a um, – this is kind of like a redemption tour kind of year for him, right? Like he's finally getting back to who – what he was before, you know, he had all these tragic deaths and injuries and everything kind of piling up at once. So, you know, I hope you're right, Texter. Yeah, that video of Fierro showing Oscar how to do it was awesome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Starting the game with a trick play just screams we have no confidence in the offense. I hope this take ages poorly, but yikes. Did not age poorly. Nope. But, like, also, yeah. Uh that, that, those were some of my favorite takes, though, Justin. It's like, 
Why won't they trust the backup quarterback to throw the ball down the field? It's like, because they don't. <laughs> There's a certain... It's a certain extent where you don't want your guy sitting back there, and part of the reason you don't want him sitting back there, one of the sacks he took, it was a minus 14-yard loss because he just didn't step up in the pocket. He's not used to it. Mm-hmm. So when the pressure kept coming, he just kept backing up until he lost 20 yards. If he just steps up, he can complete a pass. There's a redshirt freshman playing in his first college football game. Huh. What's up with the commentary accusing Kentucky for cheating just because South Carolina had two false stars? Definitely nothing to do with the crowd noise. No, that's what South Carolina was. It wasn't the commentary. Like South Carolina was trying to act like Justin Rogers was calling out the cadence or something because that is you, you can't bark out fake cadence on the defensive line. You can't? No, you can't. <laughs> Never thought about that, but that would be that's pretty genius. <laughs> would be. Would be. It's uh, pretty genius for us to take a break, though. Shout out to the crowd. You hey, guys were great. For quickly, was it was it the Kentucky game? I might be thinking of another game from Saturday, but one of the defensive linemen jumped like to the side, and then the offensive guys jumped forward, and so it was obviously a false start because the defensive guy never got into the neutral zone. The it Kentucky was not game? the Kentucky okay. game, but uh, Kentucky does do that a lot. They'll do the pre-slides. <laughs> Deion Walker had a funny moment where he jumped, and he like started like putting his head down like, oh. But, like, he never hits anybody, and yeah. nobody flinched for South Carolina. Like, that was kind of on them for not taking the easy penalty. But he ended up getting back down into his stance in time and then almost made the tackle. <laughs> it, was, it was pretty amusing. Yeah, I wasn't talking about, like, the slides. Like, the one I saw, like, the guy just, like, twitched to the right or to the left, and the offensive line jumped and started pointing at him. <laughs> pretty wild. Pretty stuff. Pretty, pretty wild. Well, let's get to our daily double break. Come back. Read some more text on the Thorns text on 502-414-1450. We've also got to discuss basketball. Yeah, yeah. I just realized Big Blue Madness is this Friday. So, <laughs> should be a doozy. We're entering the crossover period. The most exciting time of the year. I'm Nick Roush. He's Justin Kalen. Enjoy your fall. Enjoy your daily double break. We'll be right back. Welcome back for Hour 2 of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is. With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro. Welcome back. Hour number two, Kentucky Roll Call. On the Big X Sports Radio, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. I'm Nick Roush with Justin Kalen, and I kicked out the the thing that's plugged in, so I can't hear anything right now. You can't hear me right now? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Hey, but hey, it's cool. We'll, we'll make it through this segment. I plugged it back in. It's still not working. We'll figure it out during the break, or Justin's going to try to figure it out. Now, um, TJ Walker is out, but he did have a message he wanted me to pass along, and um, I actually... I actually have some takes from TJ. 
He gets to bypass the Thorns text line. But a lot of it is stuff that we, uh, some sentiments that we have shared on this show. I actually did run into the sports talker on the way into the stadium. Glad I went in early, too, because the, the, the Levis news broke, like, right after I sat down. So it was good timing on my part. I, I just, just had that feeling. My spidey senses were tingling. Um, Here's a few points. I feel like the coaches didn't put the players in position to win. That first reverse call was atrocious and set the tone, sadly. Yeah, I like having that play available, Justin. Uh, but first play, like just let Kai Sharon settle in. Yeah, keep it in the bag. Yeah, and as one texture pointed out too, like it showing desperation immediately doesn't really instill confidence in your players. Because Barry on Brown, it felt like he was trying to do everything. Is that desperation or is that just trying to catch the defense sleeping? It kind of eeks of desperation. But to my point, though, it felt like Barry on Brown was trying to do too much and then that it made him struggle to do the basic things. Like that one little push pass, he ran 50 yards across the field Went and lost almost 30, but then gained 50. It was miraculous. He only lost eight, you know. And he was he was trying way too hard to do much instead of just doing the basic plays. And and I think part of that first play call plays into it. TJ said, I hated the reluctancy to score before the half. Probably wouldn't have mattered, but in college football, anything can happen. You're missed tackle away from something big. I was fine with it when they got the ball back with like a minute to go. Because worst case scenario, you shoot, especially when South Carolina gets the ball first. It's one thing if if you got the ball first to start the second half, um, but South Carolina was getting the ball back. So well, after Barry on Brown dropped that third down pass, it was like just under three minutes to play. I, I understood that. Defense really disappointed in the second half after an impressive first half. Defense was going to have to win it, and it just didn't happen. Obviously, no Levis hurts big time, but UK should have still won Saturday with better execution and game planning. Seriously. Couldn't agree more. Seeing USC celebrate the way they did was disgusting and should piss off everyone at UK. I like missed that. That's the part the that really go? ticked me off too, Justin. Like, how did you not? How were you not a little bit more fired up for that team? They, 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 South Carolina wanted that win more. Mm-hmm. So much more. Were they... Was it a situation where they could have been overlooking them? No. I wouldn't think so either, but. I just don't know how you can be lackadaisical. But your starting middle linebacker and starting quarterback both hurt. Pretty banged up. It's no excuses, but those guys give the others a lot of energy. Maybe that was it. I I don't know. So I went to bed when it was 24-7. How'd the celebration go? They just rushed the field. Oh, jumped up like and down. South Carolina, I, that I can't clear. Like I, I, I don't know exactly what happened, but like a bunch of South Carolina guys like rushed to towards the UK student section and were like shouting at recruits. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was some like breaking up fights. Um, they, yeah, Shane Beamer brought his sunglasses and like danced in the locker room. Like I mean, they were really. Oh, and he got like embraced by his family during the interview on the sideline like Shane Beamer and he he gets all emotional like choked up while he's talking he it's it's so funny like he always gets it's weird it's when he's speaking to the media all of these things seem to be happening to him it's almost (laughs) like he's doing it for the camera weird 
And as TJ, as we kind of beat around the bush, next week's game is the difference between a good or a mediocre season. Dream season is dead and gone. I think you could still have a... Like, I wouldn't call it a mediocre season if Kentucky beat Tennessee, but lost to Georgia, and they won the rest of the games, and they're 8-4. and four. Like, especially the this year where Tennessee is, like, they're Captain America, right? Um, and, hell, who knows that they could end up beating Bama this weekend, uh, the way their offense is playing. So, uh, you know, I, I I would still consider that a pretty good season. I would. I would. We're going to talk more about it on the Thornton's text line. But I do want to touch quickly on the Basket Cats. The Basket Cats. I don't know why we never – that feels like a John saying. <laughs> we say it all the time. <laughs> Yesterday, Kentucky hosted their annual pro day. They did not put it on TV. Which, here's the thing, Justin. I'm kind of fine with that. I hated watching that stupid thing. They never showed us as much basketball as they wanted to anyway. So, like, you know what? Whatever. Fine by me. The part that, um, the part that does annoy me a little bit, we're going to show you our scrimmage. Don't just show the highlights. Like, I can't, I don't know if this is any good or not because you're only showing me the good stuff. Three and a half minutes of highlights. Just give me 10 minutes of the full scrimmage. I can't be, I can't have an opinion on you going to Kingsley and Yenso because I just, you you just showed me him shooting a hook shot and a jump shot. Hook shot, huh? I think it was a hook shot. It was a nice little post move. Nice. Middle of the lane. But like, I, I can't have uh, an opinion because I didn't see all the, the full picture. You only gave me the good stuff. Is, isn't that intentional though? Yeah, and it, and it pisses me off. I mean, it, it builds hype for the season. But I don't want that. Like, I want to. I want to watch the team play basketball. You just and, got to and wait. That goes back to was it you or no? It was intern Jacob's stupid take about like I'd rather watch the team play at the Johnson Center. It's like you don't learn the team by just oh, watching. I was, how I was with him on that. By the stupid, way, stupid, dumbest take ever. Because you don't know if it's any good or not. Like, I, 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 I will say just seeing. Onyenso out there, that should be better. Like, his length alone and his size and his presence, it should help Oscar Shibway to practice against that instead of Lance Ware. It just should. Because he's going to be facing more guys like you go to Kingsley and Yenso this during this season. Can we just call him Uko and call it a day? I don't know. we got to find some. Or Uko. That is pretty good, though. UKO. Mm-hmm. Instead of a TKO, give me a UKO. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Be much easier. But the UKO should also help Lance Ware, too. So I I, I I was just just seeing him out there for the first time. You're like, okay, I, I like the potential here. Oh, CJ Frederick wasn't playing because he rolled his ankle and he was hurt. Again? Yeah. Big surprise, C.J. Frederick hurt. I'm at the point now with C.J. Frederick, and I know I'm being too harsh and too critical, um, but I'm also in a bad mood because of the football team. But, like, I'm just never going to expect C.J. Frederick to play, and when he does, I'll be pleasantly surprised. He's definitely one of those players you get, like, 12, 14 points out of him. You're 
Woohoo! No, Nicely I'm, done, CJ. I'm just like, if he's dressed and playing, <laughs> I'm going to be happy. I'm not even. I'm not factoring him into the equation at all this season. He is just going to be bonus points. It's all. It's going to. So I. I have zero expectations for CJ Frederick because the guy just cannot stay healthy. Somebody leak this to CJ. Um. <laughs> also, I have no idea what to expect from a do Tiro this year. You mentioned him talking about the the dancing, but I just because he's kind of a freak. Mm-hmm. But I don't know where he fits into the if, if he can even fit into the equation. Doesn't seem like anybody thinks he will. But if he plays like we saw over in the Bahamas, he he will definitely get minutes. So no question. Mean, but it's like who are you going to take him away from? So I I don't know where he fits in the equation. But he certainly looks like he belongs out there. And that was what I was most worried about when he signed because he was just so unheralded as a recruit. You just. How, how much is Cal just throwing this guy a bone? How much are uh, how much crap are they filling us with? Like oh, he's still growing, and it's like oh, actually he is he's growing. Pretty crazy, pretty remarkable. My other only takeaway was Casey Wallace is just going to be awesome. Just put that in your tickler file. He's going to be incredible. Unlike our friend Bobby Regan, I have some faith in Kentucky's ball handling behind Severe Wheeler. Which, by the way, um. Justin, if if you haven't watched the highlights yet, um, Kentucky's point guard got a haircut. Looks a lot different. Point guard. Some might say it's a severe Wheeler haircut. Oh, did he go the buzz cut? Kind of, yeah. Really? Yeah. That's awesome. It'll make him faster, even faster. I need to work in the severe Wheeler joke more often in the <laughs> show. We're, we're going to be – it might be forced at times, listeners. That was forced. Yeah, that was definitely forced. <laughs> well, and th- that's what makes it so easy on the golf course because you talk about a severe break quite a bit. Yeah. So I'm just going to have to – we're going to workshop that. <laughs> Put a pin in it, come back, get some more of that later. You know what, listeners, you all need to work that into your nomenclature as well. Yeah, no, that's that's cool. That's all cool and fine and dandy about Wheeler. But let me know when Lance cuts his because that's who I'm really concerned about. How was Hoosier Hysteria? Didn't Re- watch it. What? Didn't watch it. Are you even an Indiana fan I, anymore, Justin? I, I did watch some highlights. Mike Woodson had a pretty good quote. He said uh, he started off the night by saying, I, I guess they asked him a question, what, what he loves so much about Indiana, and he goes, Indiana basketball, and excuse my language, is the poop. But he didn't say poop. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and everybody went wild. It was awesome. Can't say that word on radio. No. Nope. Um, <laughs> did they do it actually at midnight? No, it was at like five in the afternoon. Okay, okay. That's yeah, I hate it. Go back to the midnight. Regularize, regularize the min- midnights again. Well, because like stay, it, it makes it feel more special because it's at an unusual time. Mm-hmm. Same thing with, uh, you know, if you're playing like that's why the London's fun because you're just playing it early somewhere else. You know, it's a different time. Mm-hmm. Um, did you see the car that Mike Woodson had? That was the only thing I saw from yeah. it. The car that he drove in. <laughs> Whose car was that? I don't know. Bobby's. If, if you all <laughs> haven't seen it, just look up Mike Woodson Hoosier Hysteria car. It's We can put a fixture on the KRC Facebook page, but, I mean, it is just a crazy Indiana fan's greatest dream. I mean, it... Can you even begin to explain it, Scoots? Because it, 
Yeah, I'm looking it up. I got a. Wait, yeah. you hadn't seen it before? I had, but I, I just couldn't I couldn't remember. So it was like wrapped in like newspaper clippings. Is that the one you're talking yeah, about? Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. That, and it, that's okay. I'm, I'm glad. Okay. You got the good word for it. But it was basically like all of their accolades. Yeah. The newspaper like clippings. Like a collage, yeah. Wrapped around it. It was, you know, a red patent leather on all the seats, you know, Convertible. with like the years of their title. Uh, it had Coach Knight on it. Um, that was the part that made me I don't know chuckle. what kind of car it was, though, is the thing. Huh? I don't know what type of car it was. It looks like an old like Chevy or something. Big Old big sedan. One of those big boats. So, I, I don't know. I, I think that was the highlight over G Herbo. But, you know, maybe I'm just not a G oh, Herbo Oh, the fan. kid said G Herbo was great. Oh, he was. <laughs> Did you like G Herbo? Snoop Dogg was there, too, I believe. If Snoop I'm not mistaken. Snoop Dogg was not a Hoosier history. Well, somebody else was there. I think it was Snoop Dogg. If G Herbo was the mainliner and Snoop Dogg was there and didn't perform, then what are, what are we doing in Indiana? I guess it was just a video. Yeah, like, come on, Scoots. <laughs> come on, Scoots. Uh, text her on Thorne's text line, 502-414-1450. Four losses in a row coming. Mark it down. That's not a very optimistic way of looking at it. Gotta do everything you can to avoid that, right? Got to. Got to. I'm not sure I can remember a more infuriating game in my life. I understand being conservative in the beginning, but at what point do you try something? This is a joke. Eight minutes, down by ten, and let's punt. Refs suck. Play calling is chicken bleep. Gross game all around. South Carolina sucks. This does not bode well for the rest of the season. Oh, man, I forgot. That was such a cowardly punt. I, I got when they they punted the second time in the fourth quarter, and it's like fourth and ten, and you're on the own 20. But, man, that first punt. So, then you only had like six yards to go, I want to say. You're near midfield. What the hell was that? Also, on third down, you got to play like you're you're going to go for on fourth down. Run it with Chris and make mm-hmm. it easier, manageable situation. That, that punt. Whew. That punt was bad. I think Roush underestimated how bad the backup quarterbacks are. This is the thing, like, outside of there was a uh, there was a swing pass that was kind of bad, but like the actual throws he had, there wasn't a lot of bad ones. It was just guys got to catch him. Granted, he picked up all. I mean, he he threw for more. He threw for more yards than Spencer Rattler. It was one more yard, and a lot of those came in garbage time, but. He wasn't as bad as he as it could have potentially been. Um, also, really just surprised nobody brought out the old Mark Ennis tweet. It was like, uh, this just shows you how bad Kentucky is at development because they're third-string quarterbacks. It was a classic take for Mangus. But one on one with their backup, Brock Doman. Yeah, looked good. I mean, Virginia. Luckett is very anti-Tony Elliott. They were up 10 nothing, and I think they scored one touchdown the rest of the game. Virginia's so bad. By the way, that was one of my picks this week. Over or under 50 and a half, they scored 51. <laughs> Love it. Had a nice 0-3 week. Oh, I was one point away from 3-0 and to Scoots. And did you see my beat as well? Uh-uh. So Kansas State did beat Iowa State 10-9. Uh, they had an 80-yard touchdown where the dude started hot-dogging it at about the 10-yard line. Guy comes in from behind, punches the ball out. Iowa State recovers it in the end zone. So there's, there's my cover. There's my cover. 
Texture says, press coverage almost all game and you never take a shot deep? I don't understand. I wasn't paying close enough attention, but you would think that they would just throw at least a couple fades to Dane Key, right? Mm-hmm. Like, that would make sense, but worst part of this all, too, Barry on, he, he did interviews after the game. He said he's fine, but Tavion Robinson got hurt. Looked like he took a helmet to the knee, and you also had Dane Key hurt his wrist, so uh, who knows how banged up this team is. Certainly not going to find out from Mark Stoops today. <laughs> Incoming, TJ starting the show with how bad Rich Gangarello is because C-Rod pitched it right to South Carolina after Dingle was blown up five yards into the backfield. Was a bad execution error. Somebody tweeted at me too, like, why aren't the tight ends getting more involved? It's like, well, because they've kind of stunk this year. They haven't played very well. They haven't played very well. Oh, Scoots, you want to take this what, one? Whatever happened – yeah, well, here in just a second. Whatever happened to um, – gosh, the the one tight end y'all had a lot of hype for who – Isaiah Cummings. Has he played at all? No, no. What's up with that? I think it's because he won't block. I don't know. And last year, he was um, – he was used as, like, the receiving tight end, if you will. Now they're just using receivers because their receivers are good enough. Mm-hmm. So, I, I think that's kind of how he's gotten lost in the sauce. Gotcha. Texter says, sorry for the long text. I know y'all have a lot, but Rich in the offense hasn't been great, but we got to remember how bad the passing game was in like the first three or, or so SEC games last year. I think Will Levis had 87 passing yards against Florida and only 102 against South Carolina, but had the run game and the offensive line to lean on. Haven't been able to mix that in this year yet besides the Ole Miss game. Unfortunately, too little, too late with a tough remaining schedule to save the season to where we expected. Yeah, and and that was my thing going into this is it was like, well, as we mentioned it, it, it took to the LSU game to get that offense humming. Took a while to get buzzing. And as you pointed out, Scoots, they haven't reached 20 and they in their three SEC games. One of them they didn't have Will Levis. One of them they didn't – or two of them. No, just one of them didn't have Chris Rodriguez. Um, so that's part of it. But, yeah, Rich Gangarello just lost a lot of benefit of the doubt um, by just calling that play. And is it fair? No. But you also – the one thing you could not do, dig yourself in an early hole. You had to start fast. I just, it's like we're, we're. See, I don't even, I don't even think that that was the big thing. I mean, they dug themselves in a hole, but then they were able to get it back before the halftime break. So it almost, it almost switches to the second half. That same scenario, you can't dig yourself into a hole to start the second half, and that's exactly what happened. I thought whoever was leading at the end of the first quarter was going to win the game. It happened. Mm-hmm. Seven nothing. I just you, you want to start fast, but like starting fast and executing well should not be like needing to do some sort of double reverse. Like, how many times have you seen that work? You know, not a lot. And it's usually after you've lulled them to sleep with some other stuff. That's I mean, Kentucky had a wildcat touchdown pass off of a double reverse in 2014 because they ran the wildcat a bunch before that. Somebody did joke. It's like, hey, um, this actually would have been a nice time to have Eddie Grant call in the game. <laughs> <laughs> Even though they don't have Jimmy and Joe's, it would have been nice to uh, just run the damn ball a little bit more. This next text annoys me. 
Are we going to get bowl eligible? Yes. They're, they're, like, seriously. Louisville's still on the schedule. And Vandy. Yeah. And Missouri. Yeah. Missouri, they're going to end up putting up a, a fight, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they they're playing pretty good. Mm-hmm. At what point do we talk about firing Scangarello? It is funny, though, because John Hale had that long feature, I think, before the Ole Miss game that he published about, like, you know, Scangarello, he's not like these other pro offensive coordinators. He's pretty content here. He's having the most fun he's ever had. He might just stay here forever. It's like, but does anybody want him here? (laughs) So, Rich, it's time. And, like, here's the thing, too. It doesn't always have to be some sort of crazy play call. You just have to execute. The one, like, on that touchdown scoring drive, it was a lot of just good, sound execution. Blocking, running, a fake toss, and a wide-open guy. Like, it's not that tough. You just have to execute. One texter just says, offensive line, offensive line, offensive line, offensive line, offensive line, offensive line, offensive line. (laughs) (sighs) think they're concerned about the offensive line. We should never care about anything other than the offensive line. They're coaching these guys suck. They just do. Six games into the season, they rank 126 in the FBS. This is pathetic. Shouldn't be excused. In what? Sex allowed, I think. Oh, okay. Yeah, and I didn't hear this, obviously, because I was there, but apparently Cole Kubik mentioned on the broadcast the Drake Jackson is saying that Eli Cox is having to do more than Drake or Luke Fordner ever had to do. And that's where it comes like that that that's the part of this that I hope we aren't in a spot where Rich has put too much on them, too much for these guys to handle. And the reason why I think that might be the case though, Justin, The errors in execution come when you're thinking too much and you're not just playing football. And I, I worry this offense might be just thinking too much. I don't know. Uh, and, and this is we, – we could be getting into analysis by paralysis as well. Will, maybe, Will Levis plays, maybe they do win the game. But also, I think the frustrating part of this all, like this entire thing is – it wasn't just the quarterback playing poorly. The entire team was just bad. They were bad. You thought Mark Stoops' football teams were better than this. Would come out with more intensity, would play discipline, football, and execute. And it did not happen Saturday night against South Carolina. We're going to take our final break, come back, wrap up the show, 502-414-1450. It's the number of the Thornton's text line. Maybe a little rapid fire. Here to close out the show. I'm Justin Kalen. He's Nick Rouse. <laughs> this is Kentucky Roll Call. Roll Call. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Welcome back. Final segment of Kentucky Roll Call on the Big X Sports Radio. 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. Nick Rouse, Justin Kalen. Hopefully we'll have TJ Walker back on Tuesday. 
And hopefully you're looking sharp today. May not feel good, but you look good if you're rocking your Shady Ray sunglasses. They really are the best of the best. Tons of different styles if you visit them at ShadyRays.com. They also have a store in Lexington. Really? Yeah, yeah. First, it's their, um, I don't know. First brick and mortar? Yeah, yeah. Really, really, really cool place. And what's really cool about Shady Rays is when you order them, not only are you giving food through, I think it's Feed America, one of those programs, but if you lose your glasses, you can get a replacement pair. You just kind of pay a small processing fee. Basically, you're buying sunglasses for life when you shop at Shady Rays. Use the promo code BIGX for 25% off at checkout at ShadyRays.com. You got more text to get to on the Thornton's text line to wrap up today's show, a cathartic edition of Kentucky Roll Call. Sorry, guys, but this loss just pisses me off. No more cute stuff, Stoops. Your team has looked anemic against lesser talents. You meet crappy Mac teams and our media excuse your lack of disciplined team. You have no depth at the offensive line. You have guys making mistake after mistake. This kind of crap cannot be waved off due to injuries. Next man up, right? We play like a bunch of girls. What's crazy, too, is the um, you talk about like the lack of discipline, right? And a bunch of mistakes. There was a couple games where they had zero penalties and stuff. And then, I mean, <laughs> Tayshaun Manning had false starts two out of three plays, and it was the same play call both times. Dude's 24 years old. It's unacceptable. Yeah, I just, I don't, what, what, what do you do? Don't understand it. Don't understand it. Oh, Kirby, still mad. I've been an apologist, but running with Kai Sharon instead of C-Rod may end his career sooner than later. What the hell are we doing? Just feed C-Rod the damn ball. One of those uh, plays did work out well, though. One of them. <laughs> I'm a soup stand, but that loss is on him an absolutely pitiful biggest recruiting weekend in UK history, and you do that? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Slow down here. Biggest recruiting weekend in UK history? Don't think so. You did have some big recruits there, but biggest recruiting weekend in history? Come on. Did suck, though. You've got one of the best wide receivers in America, and you just don't have a quarterback to show him how to throw him the ball. Was Bowley there? No, no, no. Good receiver, but Kentucky didn't have a quarterback. No, I know. I was just asking if Bully was there. No, I don't know where Bully was this weekend. Hell, he could have been at Lexington. I just didn't know. We are good enough to play a third-string quarterback against an SEC team. Absolutely embarrassing coaching job. Are you, are you hearing what you're saying out loud? Yeah. <laughs> he also was just a second string. That's the part that's a little scary. Yeah. But... A lot of this stuff, like bad stuff's going to happen when you only, when you have three offense coordinators in three years. This is this is why you don't have any quarterbacks left because the last guy you recruited that could potentially be a good backup was recruited for a different offense and he left for the season to go play in that offense. This kind of stuff it just it happens when you you have a high turnover rate. Next texter says, good reality check for us and where we are as a program. We haven't made the tune to elite the turn to elite yet. SEC conference is the best, and this is why you gotta bring your A game every week or you can lose. We can still have a successful season. Eight and four is still good, 
I'm just grateful that under Stoops, we can dream big for six weeks. All right, that's a, that's a decent perspective. Aim four might get you the outback this year too. Now, now for me, it's like Tampa or Vegas. Man, Vegas! I've never been to Las Vegas too. What? I've never been, and it would oh, be it's a blast. So much fun. Can I give you a piece of advice? If if that ends up happening and you have to go, do not spend more than three days there. Well, it'll probably end up being like four mm. or five. Because like they do all the bowl festivities, and it would be scoots. It would be a different trip because I would be working for it, and like. Hell, even when I go down for a week to like the Florida games or whatever, like Citrus Bowl, you know, most of those are work days and you might get a night. I wouldn't be doing Vegas like normal people would be mm. doing Vegas. But still, days just seem to last so long in Vegas. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. Man, it'd be a lot of fun, though. I bet some of the media hospitality would love a, uh, like, a, you know, the lawyer. Come on, let's get to Vegas. <laughs> no help from the line for a backup quarterback injuries all over the place in a depleted defense. Wow, wow, wow. What a world. We'll never get the over the old typical Kentucky football hump. I mean, what are you? Yeah, like you're disappointed. Okay. All chances to win the East are gone. Next week, not looking so good. Tennessee will have a field day with us, and Georgia isn't scary. But damn, we won't keep it close in that one either. We deserve better than this. No complaining about our coaches, our players, or coaches. Just our damn luck. Love the cats with all my heart, but it's so sickening to go through this time and time again. I get it. <sighs> yeah, really tough. Really tough. Say the most embarrassing performance of the Stoops area. Talk trash to Beamer at SC Media Days and get your ass kicked. Yeah, embarrassing might be a good word for it. Um. Oh, it's just you can't believe that that's that's the case. <sighs> hard 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 pull to swallow this Monday morning. Next texter says, "So we were bottom of the league in offense prior to losing Levis. Tonight was completely embarrassing. I understand you can't run twenty four every single play, but you have to lean on him until it fails tonight, right?" Kind of that was kind of my point. And then he goes on to say, "Starting to feel like our offensive coordinator might not be ready." Or at least who he thought he, who we thought he was. I mean, he should be helping your quarterback making his first start stay out of his head. A little more tempo than we usually play with. With Levis, keep Sharon from overthinking yes. too much. Yes, great it's not point. all on the OC or QB, but a great defense can't make up for no offensive production. Great, just great text on the show right there because that was some solutions based stuff, and especially. Um, I know that that drive got brought up on the House of Blue a lot. That when you go down. 10 and you just milk away eight minutes sitting around huddling like just do some quick quick Mm -hmm. fun offense you run the ball you throw a quick screen I know at that point your defense is gas but you gotta just do something different right you had to put some spark you you had to get some belief and running a little tempo why not try well, and that's what I brought up a couple weeks ago because it's, it's my belief that teams that are running up-tempo are just a better better teams. Less time to think in between plays. Yeah, and you, you can get yourself into trouble with it. That's where I always yeah. try to combat it. But, like, in this case, I mean, what could it have hurt, right? Absolutely nothing. Oh, man, great point. The officials missed five crucial penalties. My God, I never thought we would get – 
this screwed at home, looking like four straight losses. I know you're starting your backup, but this is a pathetic performance. Man, the the lack of hold, those refs sucked. Like, they were very bad. And it wasn't just the the holds that they missed on South Carolina, and there were some crucial ones. I, I don't know if there was a hold on that screen that they popped for 42-yard touchdown, but there was certainly a – there were some more instances where it was bad. Like, I, I don't know how you don't see that if you're an official. And the one that was even probably the most egregious missed call night should have been on Kentucky was a face mask, like right there on the sideline that they just didn't see. So what are you all looking at? Next texter says, love something as much as U of L honks love bragging about their backup quarterbacks. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. Did see a lot of the backup quarterback stuff on Twitter. Hey, one thing you do got to give them some credit for that. Um, the the play call on fourth down. I mean that that was the difference in the game. Um, they were losing ten three. I want to say fourth and two. They go for it. Fakes the handoff, and the outside linebackers just crash in. I thought Louisville got blown up, but Doman kept the ball, ran fifty yards for a touchdown, and that that changed the game. I think they tied it with that play, but gave Louisville a bunch of momentum and uh, helped them win, helped them win. Um, Also, it was a fun noon slate, um, Mm -hmm. especially with the games I had action on because had a little Purdue money line, had the over, and it was was so funny because it was just classic Jeff Brom where they get a big play, Guy gets tackled at like the three or four yard line. And actually, they needed to eat some clock, right? Because they didn't want to give the ball back. They were only up one. So they, they take, they quarterback sneak it twice just to like run the clock and make Maryland burn some timeouts. End up scoring with a minute left and ta- they take an eight point lead. It was still too much time. Maryland had no timeouts in a minute ago. 30 seconds go down and score. So in scoots for me, I needed Maryland to score for the over to hit but not get the two-point conversion. Mm-hmm. Well, they get the two-point conversion, but but uh, while scrambling, there was somebody, a lineman went downfield. <laughs> so th- th- they take the two points off the board, got to try again. Jeff burnt two ti- his final two timeouts getting in good looks to stop that two-point play, and I was like, oh, God, he's going to need those because they're going to tie it up, and he's going to be timeoutless, and they can't even line up to get a field goal even if they play well. Um, but they did end up getting the stop, winning by two. That was a big win. Um, it was also a big win. Got the hook in that TCU-Kansas game. A lot of people, too, like are, are going to be ticked off because they're like, man, Kansas, they won on uh, – with their. Uh, they almost won with their backup quarterback because Jalen Daniels got hurt in the first half. It was an exciting game, but TCU ended up holding on for a win. The difference, though, I think – that Jalen Daniels and this Bean guy, Sean Bean, I think was his name, their backup, pretty sure they had a quarterback competition going into the season. And one of those, one if not both, were transfer portal guys. Like it was gonna, You aren't going to get a good transfer portal guy to come in to be Will Levis' backup. Like You're getting a Deuce Hogan, mm-hmm. right? Like It's a little bit different situation here at Kentucky versus Kansas. Same thing at Alabama with Jalen Milrow coming in. Like, you can – they're just in a different spot. Still shocked, though. Something about Jimbo, man. He just – he's going to play Saban close no matter what. Mm-hmm. 
Although that last play, you would have thought they could have gotten a better look than what they did. Alabama really just want them. I think in our our Kentucky fans' best hope, Alabama just ruins Tennessee season. Absolutely wrecks them. Alabama slipped down to number three. Did they? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know. Got passed by Georgia and Ohio State. Georgia. They, they, I don't know if they're bored or what. They ended up covering that game, but it was it was kind of kind of sloppy for a half. Texture on Thorne's text line says, I'm not sure how hard it is to run the ball. Skangarello tried to get too cute at times with rollouts, and you could tell Kai just didn't have it. Run the ball, run the ball, run the ball. This shouldn't have been an old this should have been an old school stoops game. Run the ball, dominate time of possession, let the defense make some plays. And instead, they were stuck playing from behind. It was uh not great. Not great. I'm very pro not recruiting an All-American high school quarterback ever again. Oh, no. My computer just – I don't know what's happening. It just – I don't know. I don't know what happened, Scoots. It just it just went away. Uh-oh. Yeah. All right. I'll read it. Um, we'll see. I'm very pro not recruiting a double-A Kentucky high school quarterback ever again. Sharon did nothing terrible, but the play calling makes me think he belongs at a school like DeSales. Ouch. Oh. Ouch. Burn. <laughs> um, I think uh, I think that was the case for Drew Barker as well. Like he was a smaller classification quarterback too. Next text, we get a couple variations of this. And if you've been listening, then you won't. there won't be an explanation. But, Nick, how are you going to explain this? <laughs> Listen to hour number one. <laughs> All right, this is working now. Hey, they're saying this is the win to turn South Carolina around like Kentucky against South Carolina a long time ago. Yeah, also, you do um, you do worry like that the tide might start turning in this series. Same thing with the Louisville. Like, event, like you can't just – you aren't just going to dominate these teams forever. Mm-hmm. You worry about the tide turning. What is your excuse now, Nick? You and KSR are the biggest butt slappers for soups. How can you turn this negative against the UK basketball team? <laughs> well, I didn't. How is Nick and the butt slappers going to spin this? I don't know. Keep listening. I haven't made any excuses. <laughs> That's what I do. Like, like people want people almost want you to still be a honk so they can hammer you. But mm-hmm. it's like, no, they sucked. And that's all in Mark Stoops. Next texter says, trash offensive line, and as much as I love UK, we will lose Barry and Brown and other big playmakers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not writing them off just like that. When Barry on is, I mean, he even admitted too, like, I've got to look the ball in and make that play. I just have to. Yeah, you do. You do. Just sad. Every week, Nick and KSR down talks all the teams we play. Well, guess what, Nick? We are going 500 at best. We can't beat the balls, and I bet we'll lose to Mississippi State and everyone else. Oh, so it's going to be 500 at best. Oh, wow. Hold on, guys. Y'all should be mad at Kentucky football. Why are we Why are we mad at Roush? <laughs> Roush didn't play on Saturday. God, I would have got my ass kicked, too. I'm way <laughs> out of shape. I do love, though, that, like, yeah, like South Carolina is not a good football team. There was somebody that had a good take though, I, that like SEC football just isn't that good this year, uh, and, and we've all been lying to ourselves. Some of that's true, but I think it's also like in college football. There's such a high degree of variance 
because of the way that like because of the it's so easy to create big plays, right? Because defenses aren't as good as they're in the NFL. They read the spread tempo stuff. So you get some high variance stuff from week to week because offenses can put up so many points. I think what's happened is in the SEC, you used to get less of that variance because there was so much just run the ball, play good defense. Like that that style of play, it just raised the floor. You had elite athletes playing that style. So a lot of what you saw is what you got. I think now that they're spreading things around a little bit more and it's a little bit more offensive-minded, you're seeing that the dominant don't dominate quite like they used to. It's just I think you're just seeing a lot more inconsistency in that regard. You also had a ton of quarterback injuries across all of college football. No K.J. Jefferson, no Will Levis. Um, Bryce Young. Yeah, Bryce Young. Uh, and, and now these names are all escaping me. But there was a ton of starters that were out on Saturday. But I do, I do find that that fascinating. You're, I think you're going to see a lot of wild swings in SEC football this year. People beating people, and uh, you just got to hope that this is Kentucky's only one bad one, and that they can pick up some of these good ones. Because Kentucky's has enough talent and the capability to beat Tennessee, to beat Mississippi State, but you have to play better. You have to execute better. So how is your best friend Stoops going telling you to spin this one? <laughs> it's really not. Seems like Nick's besties need to work on the O-line and everything else and not worry about the basketball team. I don't even know where that one's going. How you spin this one, Nick? I mean, jeez. <laughs> How do you get roasted? People really want me to spin this. <laughs> if I were to spin this, I would just say, they didn't have their quarterback. Did you expect him to win? I was the one going into this game saying that even if Levis doesn't play, you should beat South Carolina. So, yeah, I'm not... Not spending anything. <laughs> this is kind of funny, but <laughs> pretty disappointing. Levis wasn't at least dressed on the sideline just in case we really needed him. It'll be absolutely criminal if he doesn't play this Saturday. I'm sure it's painful, but you gotta play through some pain at times. As long as it doesn't risk his career. Yeah, I don't think they're gonna play Levis if it could potentially risk how, his career. How dare him be hurt and not be dressed? <laughs> What was he thinking? This was the text that amused me. Scraped $130 for tickets just to leave Lexington disgusted. Games like this are why national respect never comes our way. Sadly, if the Cats can't pull off a win next week, it looks like we'll be hoping for a 7-5 and season. Would suck to be 7-5. and Especially because I'm financially invested. <laughs> I have a couple 49ers fans friends who told me, they weren't very high on Rich when he became our OC. I'm not on out on him by any means, but I'm getting more and more skeptical with the regression of the offense throughout the season. Hopefully he can make a splash in the portal for a quarterback, because if not, we're in some trouble. Yeah, he's just he's lost all benefit of the doubt at this point. Mm-hmm. Like that, that's that's what happens. I know even even with the quarterback stuff, like there is a situation where it's like I know that you were supposed to be this guy with this sophisticated offense, but like you, Kentucky needs to be able to do the basics, and they're just not right now. They're just not. Next texter says, All around, just an absolutely pathetic of a performance. The body language on the field in the second half was beyond disappointing. No push from the D-line all game and just an overall poop show. Scangarello's play calling in the second half was so spe- suspect, too. Jesus, man. I, um, I would... I like that you pointed out the 
body language aspect of it, but I would disagree with you on the defensive line. The problem was is they were they were forcing Rattler to make throws under duress, but they just weren't getting home. Um, pull up the sack numbers really quick, but I know they're not good. Um, Kentucky only had one, two sacks. Hmm. Two sacks, yeah. One of the least. Oh, also, uh, you want to know something else too, Scoots? Hit me. South Carolina entered the game with four sacks all season. Lowest in the SEC. They had six. Yeah, bad. Really bad. I'm honestly very concerned about my future at seven and a half wins now. Over seven and a half wins now. Yeah, that, me too. Like, what the heck happened? Our first half, we looked decent enough to win, and the play calling was pretty solid for the most part. The second half, we were completely lifeless. Yeah, and they did it. Like, the shoe was kind of put on the other foot. But I'm kind of with you, Texter, where I'm like, over seven and a half? Yeah. Yeah. I wasn't even mad with Sharon's play at quarterback. Our receivers missed so many easy catches. I just felt like not a single person on the team had any confidence that we were going to win with Will sitting out. And that is the part that disappoints me the most and goes back to the lack of identity because you used to at least be able to believe in the offensive line and the running game to get you places. Like, they could lean on Benny Snell to get him the win, and the, the confidence was just just wasn't there. Um, a person says, this is concerning since Will wasn't playing the body language was so carefree, almost like they knew they had no chance. Ridiculous. Um, it, was it, was, it was a J.J. Weaver mm-hmm. quote. Um, Stoops talking about lack of intensity, Weaver says. That's true, that's true. Like I just told you, there isn't any energy. Nobody had no energy on the sideline, and everybody was laid back and stuff like that. I don't like that. Yeah, that that quote also reads so much different than what it sounded like because he was talking to me, and it it doesn't sound like that. Like that was – he was just reinforcing what Stoops said. Mm-hmm. They, they they sucked. Four left in the third. Does Lamar look fat to anyone but me? Not saying he won't win this game, but looks like Zion Williamson out there. He did put on some LBs this offseason, but he probably needed it. Probably needed it. I had to Google what cathartic means, but I'm on board with it. (laughs) Happy to help that. Dane Key catch the ball. The ball wasn't a good throw at all. It hit him in the hands. What are you talking about? And I also, every time I watched the replay, I was like, why are you diving? It didn't look like he needed to dive. It was a very just weird, weird play. Time for the football team to shut up and get to work. Also, the OC sucks. Don't like him from the start. Where's the loss in the Stoops area to lose to a terrible South Carolina team in front of a sold-out crowd with all those recruits in there? It's bad. The first play call killed the crowd in the whole game. I was at the game. It was a great atmosphere to start, but totally deflated after that play. Still can have a great season. It starts this weekend, and I hope people continue to support the team and come to games. The only good part is UofL fans have their confidence back, and that'll be fun to break their fan base again. <laughs> That is a good point, Texter. That is a good point. I did. I I, I do got to give a shout out to though, to all the fans that did go to the game because they did rebound well, right? Like you had those back to back false starts, um, which helped get the crowd back. You had the big play uh, to strip Spencer Rattler. That like so, it really didn't get sucked out until later in that third quarter. The the the, the fans did rally at Kroger Field. So shout out to you guys. Hopefully, you can help them rally again this Saturday against Mississippi State. Podcast listener here, so sorry if you touched on this. On Sunday morning sports talk, Anthony White was describing the new offensive line scheme and how it makes no sense. He mentions that they 
run basically a man protection where even if a defender leaves the area, they need to keep track of them, which makes no sense because it's very rare a defender would leave his own and come back with any true success rate. I just don't know where he's getting that. Like, you don't, like, no pass protection is like that. So I don't, I don't know where he's getting that from. I just don't. That, that's all I have to say about that. John here. Good morning, everyone. Gosh darn, that sucked for the Cats over the weekend. I wish Lovis would have could have played, but hey, pro day highlights were awesome for the basketball Cats. Hot diggity dog number 33, Mr. Kingsley, looked great in the highlight package. I hope Cal finds some minutes for him this season. So tell me, is it bad if I'm already thinking 40 and oh? Just really love basketball talent we have on this team. We'll got to go talk to you later, John. We got to we got to cut it out with that. You you said that like three times already, and the season hasn't even started. At least let us get some thirty point wins over bad teams in November before you start doing. <laughs> John's that. like me, just already looking forward to basketball season. Yeah, Vini over the only games left that UK may be favored in six and six is most likely ending record. Steve, that is a good point with the favored in, but also Steve, you and everybody else has to realize that we think of this loss so much worse than everybody else does. Kentucky's still ranked. I thought they'd drop out of the polls, but everybody else from afar is like, well, they didn't have Will Levis. They're a different team when he's there, which they should be. He's a future first-round pick. So while you may be right now, they could be favored in that Missouri game down the road. Like, you know, still uh, still a chance that it's different. It's Savir. Yeah, well, but for the joke, you can say it's severe. <laughs> We were at football school for two solid months. Congrats, Mark Stoops. Football school, right? LOL. Guys, I'm afraid reality starts. I'm afraid reality is staring us right in the face. We're going to be 7-5 and five at the very best, and if we get upset again, we're 6-6. Six and six. I don't think it's not possible to get upset again. Wow. Really? Really negative there. Good try, Roush. SEC football is okay. UK is just way overhyped. Yeah, I don't, I don't. I'm just saying, Arkansas, many people thought they were the second best team in the West, mm-hmm. and they've just gotten their teeth kicked in two weeks in a row. Texas A&M, what's their record? Scoots? Mm, great question. Probably like two and four, three and three. I think three and three. So, I mean, there's teams out there you thought were really good. Don't have the record to show for it. It's all over the place. But, hey, there's a lot of football left to go. You can make up for a lot of a lot of ill wills by bouncing back against Mississippi State. You get a healthy Will Levis. A&M's 3-3. Three and three. Yeah. I think you're disappointed. <laughs> Texas A&M's 3-3. Three and three. Yeah, they had playoff aspirations. <laughs> yeah. I so, mean, Kentucky did, too, to a certain extent, but. There's a lot of football left to be played. You can bounce back against Mississippi State. We've got some football tonight, too. Raiders, Chiefs. Who you got, Scoots? Uh, I got the Chiefs and a big, big blowout. Big blowout. John, how's John not saying anything about that game tonight? Yeah, what the hell, John? What's wrong, John? How dare you? One loss to the Colts and you give up on your team? Wow. Sad. <laughs> Real sad. Give them hell tonight. Monday Night Football. I might watch. Who knows? But what's to go today? A lot of work to do. Hopefully my wife doesn't have a baby. Put that off for a few more days. We'll <laughs> Not see. already. Hopefully we'll see you tomorrow. Hopefully I'll see you tomorrow. Hopefully we'll see TJ Walker tomorrow. And hopefully you'll be back. I'll be here. Call. 
Justin Kalen, he's he's locked and loaded, ready to go. I'm Nick Roush. We'll see you. This has been Kentucky Roll Call on the Big X. Roll Call. Oh,